Hello, webheads. Welcome to another one of these. We've got a uh, amazing spider webcast issue five zero zero five, and in this issue we have none other than the ultimate bad man. As the cover states, it had to happen. Sooner or later, Spider-Man was bound to battle Dr. Doom. It had to happen sooner or later. Looks like sooner, because it was uh, five issues in. Spider-Man is battling the baddest of the bad, the doomiest of the doom, Dr. Doom. So, of course, we open this issue with uh, J. Jonah Jameson on the television. You know, Spider-Man, a force for good or evil. Menace or hero? Obviously, he says menace. But there you go. Um, we cut to that, and we see the students of Midtown High watching J. Jonah Jameson decry Spider-Man. Decry him. Uncry him. And, um, you know, they're all, these students are all standing around. And, of course, Flash Thompson has to get in his, his jab. Basically, in these early Spider-Mans, you know, as we've seen, Midtown High students exist to basically shit all over Peter Parker. Like, to just be like, you suck balls. And, uh, obviously, and so Flash Thompson, though, uses a term that I've always thought was really interesting, which is panty waste. He calls Peter Parker a regular panty waste, right? Which I was like, what does that even mean, really? Because it's not like, oh, you're a waste of panties, because it's W-A-I-S-T. So it's like your waist is the correct size for women's underwear or something like that. I don't understand. So I looked it up, and uh, I, found, I found some pretty interesting material. So here we go. I'm going to read this, a little bit of this. This is called, uh, from the Columbia Journalism Review, Sissy Talk. Panty waste has survived for nearly 100 years. If you had children in the early part of the 20th century, you probably clothed the babies in one-piece suits, a shirt, and pants with snaps or buttons around the garment's middles to allow easy access to diapers. You probably called it a union suit if it had long pants, maybe with feet, or a panty waist if it had shorts. Fast forward, so that's like what it actually was, I guess. Um, fast forward a hundred years and hardly anyone uses union suit or panty waist to describe clothes, but panty waist has endured, sometimes below the radar, as a mild slur, meaning someone who is weak, a sissy. It is almost universally applied to men. The insulting definition of panty waist first appeared in the 1930s, according to the Oxford English Dictionary, about 20 years after the first mention of the garment itself. It's not a common usage, and as might be expected for something considered derogatory, it shows up mainly in letters to the editor, editorials, and now blogs. Um, blah, 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 a bunch of stuff. And then, uh, regardless, it is an insult, so should be used with care. So there you go. Basically, it was kind of like an uh, old-timey onesie type of thing. So basically, it's not really calling... I always assumed, and I think it's because... We use the word panty for women's underwear, which I've always found to be a gross word. I don't know why. I just found that word to be like, it sounds like what a like molestery dude says to like a schoolgirl or something like that. Take your panties off. Disgusting. I don't like it. So panty waist, I always assumed had some, some twinge of that to it. Like, oh, you're a woman, but it turns out you're not a woman. You're just a baby. 
That's what it's calling you. Um, the Urban Dictionary, which, you know, you always need, right, is um, Sissy Male. That guy's such a panty waste, he's afraid of everything. That's like what Flash Thompson is saying about Peter Parker. So there you go. Second definition, one whose manlyhood is in question. A Sally, a bitch of military origin. Soldier 1, let, hey, let's go find some whores. Soldier 2, no thanks, my feet hurt, I just want some chow and a bubble bath. Soldier 1, you fucking panty waste. <laughs> there you go. Um, yeah, see, this third definition says an effeminate man, but I don't know if this is effeminate. I think it's just soft and baby-like. So there you go. That's the origin of panty waste. As with all slurs, be careful to use it. Like when you call someone a sally or a bitch. Be sure to use it with caution. You know, and then Peter Parker gets called a panty waste, and he's like, that's it, Flash, keep it up. One of these days you'll go too far, and you'll never know what hit you. There's even a limit to Spider-Man's patience. Which is like, this would be a great... I would love for someone to do one of those It Gets Better commercials, you know, where it's like, everyone made fun of me for being gay or for being this or that. But in this It Gets Better commercial... Basically, it shows Flash Thompson all these insults he lobbed at Peter Parker over the years. You know, you panty waste, you coward, you da-da-da-da. And then cut to, you know, the 2000s, and he's a, uh, Flash Thompson is like a legless war veteran. And you're like, see, it gets better. People who made fun of you sometimes lose their legs. (laughs) Really, the best revenge is a life well lived, but the second best is if someone who tormented you loses their fucking legs. Because boy, do they feel like shit. I promise you, I promise you no insult lobbed at you in high school is as bad as losing your fucking legs. Um, Cut to Dr. Doom. You know, he's toiling away on some fucking machine as he's wont to do. And uh, he's remembering the last time he encountered the Fantastic Four, right? And he fell out of a, of a plane. He got pushed out of a plane or whatever. So he fell out and he's like, well, that's how my last thing ended. And now he's built the machine because he's trying to contact Spider-Man through his spider sense. Which is interesting because if you listen to our last episode, there was a letter about Spider-Man's vaguely defined spider sense, right? Which is pretty cool because then you're like, okay. So they published this letter about the vagueness of the spider sense. And now they're like, this issue is all about defining the spider sense. He's like, if I can tap into this sort of radio frequency of sorts, I'll contact Spider-Man and everything will be badass. So Spider-Man's like, huh, I'm getting this message that's like calling Spider-Man, calling (laughs) Spider-Man. And he follows it to Dr. Doom. Now, Dr. Doom, in his early days, was kind of, like, hilarious looking to me because his face, he had just the metal mask, and it was, but it was very open-mouthed. And it looked like he had a tongue that was, he looked like he was just, like, duh, like, all the time. It was not, like, a frightening expression. He just looked vaguely handicapped. So Spider-Man webs up fucking, uh, Dr. Doom, and then Dr. Doom is covered in web, and it's like, well, that was easy. And then Dr. Doom pops out of a a different door, and you discover, dun-dun-dun, it was just a Doombot. Fucking Doombots, I swear to God. Everywhere. And Doombots in these early days, too. Doombots, if you don't know, are robots that look like Dr. Doom. And since Dr. Doom looks just like a robot, 
That's not exactly a difficult feat. It's not like making an Android version of fucking Mr. Fantastic, where you're like, oh, I thought that was like a regular dude. Have you seen this robot that supposedly looks like Scarlett Johansson? And everyone's like freaking out about it. But I'm like, I don't know, man. It kind of looks like, it looks like a a wax museum Scarlett Johansson, I guess. But weirder and grosser. I think that, I wonder if like, okay, because, you know, obviously it's like when you make a thing like Scarlett Johansson that's a robot, everyone goes to the sex bot place. I kind of wonder if the future of sex bots really needs to be about, maybe you just need to make sex bots be people who aren't real. Because then we're not comparing them to a real person who exists. You know what I'm saying? Just make them an amalgamation of different shit. Kind of like when Marvel and DC put their characters together one month of the year to make the amalgams. And you ended up with great characters like Dark Claw, the combination of Wolverine and uh, Batman. Or Lobo the Duck. Lobo and Howard the Duck combined at last. Two of my favorites. Oddly enough, I was probably the only one who was like, these are two of my favorite books and I'm fucking pretty excited that they slapped them together. So anyway, the real Doom comes out, tries to kill Spider-Man by, you know, trap door. That's a classic bad guy move, right? Uh, I'm going to lure him onto this trap door, and then he's just going to go down into a chute. And then I'll just have this corpse down there. Like, this is the thing. If you have a trap door, I think that's why you want to have... You want it to be acid or, like, lava or something, because you want it to kill the thing and dispose of it. Like when you have gators or something, that's a pretty popular one, right? Or spikes. When you have spikes, you drop Spider-Man in there. Let's say he does... I feel like you're planning to not win. Because if you're planning to win, then you're like, ugh, now I have this impaled corpse down there. What am I going to do with that? Or fire. Fire works too. Fire, magma, and acid. Those are what you want in your pits. Shoots a laser at him, and then Spider-Man dives out the window and escapes. Quite handily um so then we get into this story that's kind of one of the oldest stories in the spider book right we kind of get a lot of similar stories to this which is flash thompson decides as a prank he's gonna dress as spider-man and he's gonna scare the bejesus out of peter parker because as we learned earlier he's a panty waist a mary a sally a bitch so uh, Flash Thompson dresses as Spider-Man and is waiting by a fence to get Peter Parker. However, Dr. Doom is flying around in a helicopter and he's like, uh, <laughs> this is really funny. According to my dial, the real Spider-Man is almost now directly below me. And you're like, your dial? Your where is Spider-Man dial? And how does that dial work? And it just spots what he looks like, his clothes? So uh, Flash Thompson is waiting to scare Peter Parker. Doom lands his helicopter, walks up to him, gasses him. <laughs> and there's a really great panel where he's shooting gas out of a gun and Flash Thompson is like holding his neck like, God, I've been gassed. And then, you know, Peter Parker is completely unaware of this. And uh, Dr. Doom on the other side of the fence is like, done. Now to carry... All that remains, or, okay, done. Now all that remains is to carry him back to the ship. It was even simpler than I expected. <laughs> Which is a great line. Wow, that was a lot easier than I thought. Radical. 
if like doom was just sort of like i've had so much trouble with these superheroes you know what it's nice to win one it's nice to have an easy win every so often i think that's an underrated part of supervillainy is that once in a while you just want one where you're like fuck yeah i did it so he kidnaps him and then basically is like hey fantastic four i've got spider-man here so you better show up unless uh you want him to die right (laughs) which is also just like, I guess he's just on TV. And the best thing about that is that at first, um, Peter Parker, like, finds out, he finds out that it was Flash Thompson because he sees the thing on TV and then Liz calls him, Liz Allen calls him and is like, something terrible has happened to Flash Thompson. He's missing and he was dressed as Spider-Man to play a joke on somebody. And Peter Parker says, ah, I can guess who that somebody was. So that's who Dr. Doom is holding prisoner, my loudmouth bullying classmate. And then he says, sorry, Liz, nothing I can do about it. Flash doesn't exactly head my list of favorite people, remember? And he's like, then we get a panel of, you know, the classic Peter Parker's face on half the head and Spider-Man's mask on half the head. Peter Parker What a break for me. The FF will never agree to Doom's terms, so all I have to do is keep out of it, and Flash Thompson will never bother Peter Parker again. Things are finally going my way. But then Spidey. Aw, what am I thinking? Who am I kidding? I could no more sit back and let any harm come to Thompson than I could swim to the moon. The real Spider-Man will have to go into action again. (laughs) I just love... I love... This is what's great about Spider-Man, as opposed to other heroes. He's like in his mind at least, thinks about... I like that he thinks about, like, I think one day I might just cave in Flash Thompson's fucking head. Because fuck him, he deserves it, right? And also that he's like... Well, he got captured when he was trying to pull a prank on me like a dick, and now people are calling me to be like, don't you feel bad for him? And I like that when he's Peter Parker, he's like, nope, fuck him. See you later. (laughs) And of course... He's a hero, so he eventually goes and rescues him. But this is what's great about a Spider-Man, is that at least, I like that he at least entertains the idea of like, hey, maybe I'll let Doctor Doom kill Flash Thompson, because fuck it. Like, I I like that he at least, however briefly, considers it. Um... So then, you know, he's trying to fucking find Doom's lair or whatever. He's swinging around looking for how whatever until he can sense something basically and then eventually he senses some danger crawls down this fucking pipe by the way he crawls face first and he's like in this super tight vent pipe right and you know where his arms have to be out in front of him and his legs flat behind him in order to fit down it which is like my ultimate i have a recurring nightmare and i don't even like to think about it or talk about it because i feel like then it's gonna happen again But basically the nightmare is that I'm in a water slide where I'm in like a tube. It's a full 360 all around you and you're in a tube and you go down a hill and then you get to the bottom of the hill and then you're just laying flat on your back and there's like a down, it's like a U shape basically imagine. So you go down the U and you're at the bottom of the U and it's full of water and you don't have enough speed to get back up the other side of the U. So basically you're trapped and then you're just going to die. That's the ultimate nightmare. Or like I read an issue of the comic Fables, right? And Fables is about, you know, the Fable character, Snow White, etc. And there was a character who, I think it might have been Snow White. They basically 
quote unquote, killed her and put her head first down a well. And so she was dying in this well, head first, drowning. But the way that it works in fables is like when people believe in you, like when society thinks about you, that gives you more power. And you're basically immortal. So society was thinking about her enough for her to revive and then drown over and over, head first down this well that she couldn't escape from. And like, I just, I was so mad that they put that in there because I was like, why would you put, that's just like something to give me fucking nightmares. Like, I wish you had thought of that and just never expressed it to anyone else, you fuck. So then we fight. Now we have some pretty interesting, um, pretty interesting web activity here. He makes a giant web column for a shield. He makes a web ball to, like, goo up Dr. Doom's, well, finger. He basically is shooting his finger like a gun, which is pretty awesome, actually. I don't know why more superheroes don't do that. I was reading Matt Kent's Mind Management, and there's a guy who can kill people with his finger, and he does it like classic, you know, the kid thing where you point your thumb up and point your finger, pal, and he's killing people that way. And I'm like, yeah, I would totally do that. Rather than like a karate chop motion or something or like a a fist, I would be like pew, pew, pew. If that was a power and you didn't do it that way, I feel like you're abusing it throws some web balls, he makes a web shield from the ceiling, and Dr. Doom's lair is just like a world of traps. You know, a uh, falling liquid that turns into ice on contact to freeze him solid. He also has actually this pretty cool trap that I think might have influenced the first, the first Spider-Man movie, which is like, it's this machine that has all these spinning metal balls in orbit around it these iron globes iron globes revolving at great speed around a magnetic core so basically it's like these metal balls whipping all around the room and dr doom's on one side of all these metal balls and spider-man's on the other side so he has to like acrobaticize through the iron balls which I was like, that would be a pretty great visual and it was kind of in the movie if you remember when spider-man goes into the burning building and Green Goblin throws these things at him, and he's dodging them, these spinning blade ball things. But that would be a pretty sweet visual, I must say. Then we have a fucking fire room. We have, like, an electricity room. And, uh, of course, we then web Dr. Doom, and somehow that, like, electrocutes him. But then, of course, that Dr. Doom who's been webbed is just another goddamn fucking Doombot. It never ends with these Doombots. So then there's two of them. There's some other weird robot shooting lasers. Like, things are getting very out of hand very quickly. You know, Spider-Man's trying to destroy this weird robot that's shooting lasers, and then he's getting punched in the face. He's almost killed, but he gets out. I mean, they just have this back-and-forth fight where it's just... There seems to be about 50,000 fucking things going on in the room. But then this is important because this is when they're really defining his spidey sense, right? Like Dr. Doom's trying to hit him with a piece of iron or something because he's like, none of these traps work. I guess I'll just hit him with this huge space science wrench. How did he manage to duck out of the way in time? Oh, I should have guessed. It's that accursed inhuman spider sense of his. Um, you know, he's like, I'll have to, uh, Spider-Man can't see because of a flashbang and he has to rely on his spider sense alone. So then you get a little bit of an idea of what the spider sense is. Finally, finally, finally. Finally, as the letter requested, right? 
Um, so anyway, he saves Flash Thompson. You know, he defeats Dr. Doom, basically, with his spidey sense. And Doom turns tail and runs because he's a coward. He's not ready. He's not ready for the Fantastic Four yet because the Fantastic Four is showing up. And he's like, well, I can't fight all these guys. I can't fight a fa- fabulous five. So Doom takes off. And uh, Spidey saves Flash Thompson, right? Or the Fantastic Four does, but really it's Spidey. So then, of course, this all results in, you know, Peter Parker goes back home. He uh, didn't get any pictures of anything. And then he goes back to school. And now Flash Thompson was captured as Spider-Man, almost killed, and is even more popular than he was before. He's the BMOC around here now, as someone says, and then a little asterisk, big man on campus. Which I'm like, if no one uses the shortening, why are you trying to use it? And then, it's so funny to me when people shorten something and then explain what that means. You know, when they're like, BFF, best fucking friend. And you're like, wait a minute, that took more space to do it twice than to just do it once. You could have just done it, done it once. So it ends with the old Parker luck, you know? I might as well face it. I've got nothing but luck, and it's all bad. Bum, 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 bum. Bum, 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 bum. Um, we did have, there are a couple things in the letters section here that I thought were pretty interesting. It's like um, where we are in time, where we are in Marvel Comics time, right? And there's uh, news from Marvel. By now, you've probably heard of our latest superhero title, The X-Men. We here at Marvel are especially anxious for your opinions on the first issue of X-Men, for we honestly believe it is destined to become one of the most talked-about teams in comics mag history. Also, have you seen the big action-packed first issue of The Avengers? It stars some of your all-time favorites, Iron Man, Thor, Ant-Man, and more. Powerful than ever, The Incredible Hulk. Yes, they're all together in one book-length tale in the now-famous Lee Kirby style. There you go. It was pretty cool. Like, it's pretty cool to be there in time. Oh, I also wanted to... There's this thing. I had this idea. They need to teach a class in high school, which is basically a class that's like, hey, here's bullshits that's scams. Here's how to ride the bus. You know, like a life class that's like, okay, when you leave here, some of you are not going to have you're handheld and have these life experiences. So maybe you need to learn some shit. And one of the sections of this class, I would make everyone do a huge section on these different sort of pyramid scheme things, like your Mary Kay stuff, right? Or these dildo parties or jewelry parties or all this stuff where it's like, listen, here's how you make money doing Mary Kay. You be the person who's selling the Mary Kay to the other people. I'm going to give you a good hint. If you're looking for a job and you're like, oh, well, I just have to spend $1,300. If you're buying your own materials for the job, that's questionable. When you're buying your own consumable materials, you might be a carpenter who needs to bring some of your own tools. You might be someone who needs to bring your, I mean, you're probably going to need to like get a uniform or something like that at a lot of jobs, but your own consumables. When you work at McDonald's, you're not expected to bring your own fucking hamburger buns. When you work at the library, you're not, one of the questions isn't like, well, what books are you going to bring for us to, to check out to people, right? 
And there's one of these in the back of this. It's um, boys, girls, men, women. If you know just 20 people, you can make $50, more likely 100 to 200 in your spare time. Everyone you know needs Christmas cards, and everyone loves Wallace Brown Christmas cards. So, you know, you send away, you get these samples of these Christmas cards, and then people uh, send away for them, right? These things are total fucking scams. And you know what the worst part is? Like when someone does like Mary Kay, right? They mostly end up abusing it on their friends because they're like, oh, I'm going to have a Mary Kay party. Everyone come over. Everyone buy this fucking makeup. And that needs to be part of the class is like, listen, this is not a sustainable thing because basically your friends are going to run out of tolerance for like whatever your next thing is so that you don't have a real job. I mean, basically, the most basic advice is like, Hey, if it sounds too good to be true, it probably is, right? But they should have, it should be this class that's basically like Spidey Sense. And it teaches you to listen when your Spidey Sense is going like, you know, this this thing sounds great, but also it sounds great enough that like, wouldn't everyone be fucking doing this if it was real? Wouldn't everybody be like, oh my God, this is the best thing ever? Of course I'm doing it. If everyone wanted Mary Kay, wouldn't, wouldn't I know that? Wouldn't everyone be talking about Mary Kay cosmetics if that's what everyone wanted? Wouldn't that one section of Target that's all weirdly lit be gone? Yes, it would. So this is my, uh, you know, I guess this is like our Spider-Man tip. Like, you know that thing at the end of a G.I. Joe where it's like the more you know? <laughs> We're doing that now on this show. And it's, um, hey, don't do these things, okay? That's the, that's the headline of the tip. Don't do these things. And then, you know, listen to the rest of it and you'll figure it out. All right, y'all. Good to see you again. We'll see you next time for a, uh, another thrilling issue of the Amazing Spider webcast. <laughs>